What's going on, everybody? Josh Calloway alongside James D. Jackson, Sooners Illustrated 24-7 Sports at David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium in Lawrence, Kansas, where it is cold, wet, gross, freezing, whatever bad adjective you can put on weather. That's what we got today in Kansas. And Oklahoma leaves here with their first loss of the year. The Jayhawks knock off the Sooners 38-33. to James, a lot to digest with this game. We'll try and break down a little bit of it here. I mean, first loss of the year. Obviously, Oklahoma played with fire a bit last week against UCF. They got away with it. Today, they play with fire again against a good Jayhawks team on the road. This place was rocking early. Mm -hmm. A big lightning delay kind of threw a wet blanket on that for a while, but the fans got back up the ones that were still here. In the end, too much. Sooners make too many mistakes down the stretch, and first loss of the year. It's just too many mistakes. I mean, that's that's what it came down to. It, it, they started out slow, going down 14 to zero because yeah. of their mistakes. The interception here, there are a bunch of late penalties that, that hurt them on drives, and the OU gives up the most points to give up in this season, and it, and it hurt them. I mean, the offense scored 33 points today. I know you want to talk about the offense having struggles. They did. I, sure. I give you that, but 30, 33 points should be enough to win a game. And we, and we talked about. OU having a 34-point streak against Kansas. They always score 34 points. They didn't do it today. That's the only offense, a knock on the offense I think you can give them uh, just because of what they did. And it's just it's just poor execution here and there and just those penalties and not taking advantage of certain situations like Ethan Downs interception at the end of the game. I mean, you got to yeah. take advantage of stuff like that, and they just didn't do it. Just like, OU didn't come out ready to play this time. And that's that's what hurt them this one, and that's, that's what's going to suck about it because they had – you know, going undefeated, had those aspirations, had, had playoff aspirations. Now, those are still intact, but it makes it a lot more difficult now when you think about everything they need to do because a lot of people already doubted OU, and so it's going to be difficult to get over the hump now. Oh, yeah. The uh, people who didn't think OU were for real or, you know, they were soft, they're fraudulent, whatever, they're having a field day uh, today, obviously, after this one. Obviously, a big story of this game. You can see it. It's pouring rain behind us. The weather. The weather was awful in this game. It was actually sunny. It looked like it was not going to be that bad before the game, but it got going. The clouds moved in. We had a long lightning delay in this game, but the Sooners kind of used that to their benefit. They came out. They seemed to get a groove. They were up 21-14. It felt like, okay, all things have been righted, but Kansas goes down and gets a score right before half, and then the second half after that, it was just kind of trying to survive. Offensively, James, that's going to be the big story. Oklahoma fans are very upset with one Jeff Levy right now. Um, they tried and tried and tried to run the ball, and they had success. Tommy Walker had his best game in no uniform. He was very effective. Only 19 passes just seems, even in this weather, like too low of a number. The big pick six to start the game from Dylan Gabriel, a massive mistake early in this game. Offensively, James, it just never really looked that great. You have a decent point total, 33. But in the end, you look at the stats, and it's like, eh, they just didn't, you know, and the big one, like you kind of referenced a moment ago, Ethan Downs gets that big interception, a chance with one first down to salt the game away, couldn't do it, missed opportunities, kind of the theme of the day for the offense. Mm -hmm. And that was just a drive that, you know, you don't have Tommy Walker back out there. He's dealing yeah. with an ankle injury at the end of the game, and it, it kind of hurt you. I mean, they had a lot of injuries in this game and targeting penalties that, that just hurt him. Not playing with Reggie Pearson, not playing with Danny Stutzman, not playing with with Gentry Williams, who didn't even yep. show up today, he wasn't even out there. Yep. I mean, all these guys are out for OU, so there's there's a lot of things that were going against them, but they still had chances to win. And, and the biggest one was what Brent was talked about on that fourth down on the defensive side. I know we're going to get to that later. That's yeah. what he, he's, that's what he mentioned. The, the fourth down, not calling a timeout there and getting the guys back in order. But when you look back at the offense, we talked about the run game. We've given OU some, you know, the, all the, the 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 bad words we can give them on their offense and how they've run the ball this year. This year. They did a really good job of it today, and they needed to do that 
in this weather. I mean, that's, that's what you want to do. And just couldn't play complimentary football. Whenever yeah. the defense got a big stop, they couldn't at that point get a good run going, get a good drive going and score on that one. They were seemed like they were playing from behind right. the entire game, and it just always – you just had to have something every time. It just didn't happen. Also, can I get a two-point conversion? Yeah. Both teams couldn't get to a conversion. Who knows how things play out the rest of the way, but I'll tell you what, in that final drive, down five, mm -hmm. I bet Oakland would have liked to have one of those two-point conversions at some point in this game. Defensively, like you mentioned. Before, before we go to the defense, obviously we talked about this on the podcast, oh, you're not needing to put the wide receivers back and running back again today. And for some reason, they did. They had – it cost them. It cost them a fumble. You know, Jaleel Farouk, I mean, it's, he took a really big shot. I mean, it was, it was a hard hit, so – I mean, it's not like he just dropped the ball. It was nothing. But it, yeah. that, that hurt him because that, that, that cost him another drive that they needed. So you add those few minutes back on the clock, and, oh, you would have came away with that win, I think, there at the end. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, yeah, the the, inter, the pick six, the fruit fumble, and then you loop in the Marcus Stripling muff on the kickoff. That's yeah. not offense, obviously. But just uh, just gut punch turnovers for Oklahoma offensive. And it still feels like, too, and it, it – you know, I'm going to be hesitant. We'll get into it more on Monday's podcast, but obviously the weather and things like that have a big factor in this. But it still feels like they really miss Angel Anthony. This offense doesn't feel the same down the field without Angel Anthony. They're going to have to find somebody. Maybe Brennan Thompson saw that a little bit at the end of this game, that bomb when they were trying to make the late push. They they feel like they missed that guy maybe more than we even thought they might uh, after he went down in the Texas game. Now on the defensive side. So Danny Sussman gets hurt in this game. That's the last guy in the world you want to lose if you're Oklahoma. Maybe even more than Dylan Gabriel. I mean, you have got to find a way to keep Danny Sussman on the field. He tries to come back out for the second half, does one play, says, nope, cannot do it. He gave it a go. Couldn't do it. You mentioned no Gentry Williams in this game either. Even so, they found a way to get big stops. Billy Bowman's interception. Ethan Downs gets the huge interception. Feels like it should have put the game away. But they couldn't do it, and then the the big play that's going to keep Brent Venables and Oklahoma up at night, fourth and six, and they go well, however long it was, 40 yards or so down the field, sets up first and goal. Brent Venables said after the game, he's kicking himself. He said, I blew it. I should have taken a timeout there. They weren't really set, it looked like. James, defensively, you're missing guys, so you have to take that into consideration. Important guys, but not what you wanted defensively. This was against Jason Bean, who we said is a, is a really solid backup, but he's not Jalen Daniels. You, you mostly kept Devin Neal in check. I, I got to recheck the numbers. But in the end, that not getting that stop at the end, that fourth down, that's what people are going to remember. That's what's going to haunt OU. And it's crazy. When you when you go back and you talk about all the mistakes that OU made, it's crazy they were in this game at the end. Like, if they had won this game, like it would have still felt like a It would have been an amazing win. Because of, yeah. yeah, just because of how they, you know, they, they handled everything. I mean, they did a good job trying to come back. But like we said, they were always coming back from the, from the end. And it just at the end of their – at the end of the game there, it was only 55 seconds left, and then you got two timeouts, but it's just it's just a difficult thing to do, especially with the weather that they were in, having to throw the ball down the field. It wasn't like against Texas where you have, you know, the best weather there is and you can just carve them up over the middle of the field. It was a lot of things happen. It makes the ball slicker. It makes the ball harder to throw. We saw on the Brennan Thompson throw, he underthrew it a lot there because <laughs> it just seemed like maybe they yeah. come off his hand right or however it looked. It just didn't work out the best way. So just things like that. Oh, you being able to be close in this game still – Still amazes me. Still amazes me. I think they're still a fo good football team. We're not saying they're not, you know, not, not that anymore. Yeah. They just got to have some things they got to figure out here and there because the situational football came back against them again. Yeah. So let's spin it forward. Bedlam next week in Stillwater. Oklahoma State's playing good football. Obviously, you know, I don't, I don't think anybody would really say that Oklahoma's goals are 
dashed. I mean, they still obviously can win the Big 12. This is their first loss. If you win the Big 12 and you're 12-1, and one, or that's what it would be, 12-1, and one, you're going to be in the playoff mix. That being said, this is two straight weeks of alarming football. They got, I don't want to say lucky, but they got by in the skin of their teeth against UCF last week. Now, this game was ripe for an upset. So good, Kansas is a solid team, and Lance Leipold's a good coach. This place was rocking. The weather was just horrid. I, I think most people understand that, but I can't paint a picture for you more how just ugly this game was. This is a game that is just hard to – I kept thinking multiple times, like, there's no way these guys are just completely locked in and feeling good. That this It's disgusting out here. <laughs> Had a massive delay in the middle. So all things considered, James, spin it forward, moving, you know, going the rest of the season here. What's your confidence level that Oklahoma can pick themselves back up, get back on track, still do what they want to do, which is win the rest of their games, win the Big 12, all that? Where are you kind of at on that on that front now moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I mean, both teams got to play in the weather. So, I mean, you still give hats off to Kansas. You give them respect right. uh, for what they did today because it's been a long time since they beat OU. I think it was 1997 the last time they even beat OU in, in a football game. It's 18 so, in a row. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's been a long time. So, give them props. But for OU on their side, I mean, Looking at everything that that went against them in this game, there, there, I don't think there's a lot they got to fix in terms of, you know, situational football and things like that. Because, like we said, there was so many guys out this game. Some of the guys that you usually see that are their playmakers, especially yeah. on the defensive side, like Ginger Williams and Dennis Stetson, Reggie Pearson, not having those guys out there. Yeah. I mean, that just that just hurts. I mean, it, it just hurts because those are the guys that make plays and the guys that can get you out of those sticky situations. So, you know, having those guys back will help if they come back healthy enough. Um, looking on the offensive side, I think. Just, just being able to just run the ball better up the middle. I mean, I mean that's, that's probably what it is. You, you see sometimes OU, they call and call these plays or try to run outside with the sweeps, things like that. But running up the middle was working. So, I mean, just figuring that out. I don't know, Josh. Like, it's, it's, it's tough. There's for, stretches for where this offense yeah. looks like an OU offense. And yeah. there's stretches where it looks not like an OU offense. Yeah. It, yeah. And that's been the main theme Jeff Levy talked about after the game. Inconsistency is what's killed them. And, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say. He's at a loss for words. I mean, I don't know. Like, because early in the year, we were saying they should run more sweeps because they wasn't running up the middle very good. So it's just like, it's just back and forth. It's just, it gets, it's the matchup you play. That's what it seems like. And they need to adjust better to that. Yeah. Oklahoma have to pick up themselves up. The only thing you can do, Bedlam next week. Another huge game. The calendar shifts in November. Everything is still out in front of this Oklahoma team. But if they play like they have the last two weeks, they're going to lose again. And that's just kind of the reality right now for Oklahoma. This team is certainly capable of great things. We've seen it. But they're going to have to find a way to pick up the pieces here and move forward. Some huge games down the stretch starting next week with Oklahoma State at Boone Pickens Stadium there in Stillwater. That's it for us for now. I'm so sick and tired of being out here. It has just been – that. this was not a pleasant experience. Uh, it was a great college football game, probably to watch from home. Not, not from here in Lawrence. So we're going to sign off for now. We'll catch you guys on Monday. Be sure to join James and I, Tom Green, the Students Illustrated Podcast. We're going to have a lot of thoughts. The game just ended. We did post team. It came out here. We need to flush this thing out, I think. I got to watch this thing back and absorb it a little more. We'll have more expounded thoughts with Tom on Monday. Be sure to keep up on Oklahoma 24-7 Sports for full reaction to what the heck happened today in Lawrence from us two, Tom Green, Colin Kennedy as well. And of course, over on the YouTube channel, Brent Venables, Dylan Gabriel, both coordinators. Yes, that includes Jeff Lev. You want to see what he had to say about today's game and a slew of other players. That's all going to be there for you on the YouTube channel as well. That's it for now. Let's get inside. For James C. Jackson, I'm Josh Calloway signing off for now from David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium in Lawrence. Oklahoma takes their first loss of the year, 38-33, to down to the Jayhawks. We'll catch you guys Monday for the Sooners Illustrated Podcast. 
This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.